0: Number two, sports show. The Rangers lose to the Maple Leafs seven to three. So the hope was was after the Kings game, the last game that they could turn the page from what was not good hockey. uh, Specifically, their losses to Ottawa and Washington, and they weren't able to do that. So they are kind of mired in this slump. And look, like this was inevitable. I mean, like you're not everything was coming a little bit too easily. And the Rangers have not been great lately. They've been giving up a lot of goals. The Rangers' record drops to 19-7-1. Uh, so through 27 games, you're at just about the one-third mark of the season. And, you know, right now there's a lot of things to work on. A really, really brutal start for the Rangers. The first period was awful. They allowed four goals. They are shot 11-3. And uh, just a lot of bad. Not many players were great tonight, if I'm being uh, perfectly honest. And right at the top, let's talk about Keandre Miller. He was out for personal reasons. So uh, hope all is well with Keandre Miller. Not sure if this is a short-term thing, a long-term thing, but he was out. So Zach Jones in the lineup. Matthew Robertson called up. You know, it might be like a Connor Mackey situation where we may never see him in the lineup for as long as is out. But so what that means is now you have that Jones-Schneider pair, which... Wasn't very good. Neither um, of them were good. And then Eric Gustafson takes the place of Country Miller with Truba. And so that pair is not as good. Eric Gustafson, I think, you know, you're starting to see why he has been a bit of a journeyman. Was it still a really good signing by Chris Drury? Yes, it was. And, and I, you know, as a third pair defense, when you can live with it, but when you have to move him up and he's in that spot in a top four situation, He gets exposed, I mean, like, in terms of turning the puck over, like, neutral zone, defense. He's not the most physical defenseman in the world. Like, you just, those things are highlighted, for sure. So, that's, first off, Igor Shosturkin has really, really struggled. It's team-wide, but he is a big part of it. So, he allowed six goals tonight, and, yeah, like, Jonathan Quick's been the better goaltender. I mean, I guess that's an obvious statement, but that shouldn't be the case. Speaks to how well Quick has done, but Igor has struggled. And you just, you gotta get a, early in the game, you know, you gotta stop the bleeding and it just never happened. Um, The second goal was really bad. The first goal, I feel like, I wish he could have stopped that one. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way around it. And so now, Friday, Saturday, you have a back-to-back home against the Ducks and at the Bruins. And if it was about, because that's a clear distinction, Anaheim Western Conference team who has really been pretty bad lately. They're like 10 and 17 on the season after a good start. They've been bad. And then you have at Boston who uh, they haven't been spectacular lately either, but I mean, they're still one of the best teams um, in the league and, and in your conference. And so personally, if I'm trying to win games right now, I would, I would go Igor versus the Ducks, and then I would go Quick versus the Bruins. But we'll see how that plays out, right? I mean, um, they'll split those games, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way, but that'd be my personal preference to do that, Uh, which I think is saying something considering the fact that, you know, Igor is still the unequivocal number one guy. But, you know, there is a little bit more of a goalie controversy, if you will. Although, again, like... Take that with somewhat of a grain of salt because they're gonna be kind of, especially with these back-to-backs, they're gonna be splitting time anyway. But Igor has struggled, uh, really, ever since he came back that injury. That Carolina game really did a number to the Rangers, where Fox gets hurt, Heedle gets hurt, and Shisterkin gets hurt. That game really, Fox, is, I, 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 he's he's playing better lately. Fox, like I'm starting to see uh, his. He was one of the few guys I actually liked his game tonight. I did. So he's starting to come around. But obviously, there's still no Filippito. And Igor has not really been... He was better before he got hurt. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying he was like amazing, but he's been worse since then. And then, as far as the forwards are concerned, n- not a lot of them were very good. Uh, there's not a whole lot of positives that I can say about the forwards. So Blake Wheeler gets a couple of goals tonight, which is good, but he completely fucked up the first goal of the game. He took a, I mean... It was a delayed penalty on a stick infraction, which he all it was like a, it was going to be a hooking penalty, which he always does. And then his defense was soft; um, just let the Maple Leafs go right through the you know right through the neutral zone easily in, and they eventually scored. So even though there's positives of Wheelers, there's negatives. Same thing with Zibanejad; Jad, he ends up with a goal and assist, of course, the goal on the power play because that's where he gets his shit done. But I also didn't like his game. I thought he made some. We'll talk about it, some pretty critical mistakes um Panarin was quiet right like uh Panarin I wouldn't say like he he was bad but he was quiet like you don't normally see him that way he does continue his home point streak with an assist on I believe it was a secondary assist on the power play Alexi Lafreniere's game has quieted down which is a bit discouraging right I sung his praises for really seeming to turn the corner and unfortunately he really has taken a dip like and that's where he needs to just nip that like Look, you're gonna go through some ups and downs, but now he like he just not quite as engaged. I'm not seeing the speed as much. So yeah, didn't love his game. And yeah, like just I thought the bottom six gave it a good effort. Um, you know, and the second period, they kind of were the catalyst. They didn't score, but early on, like they were getting chances. Pitlick had an opportunity. Um I think Goodrow had some chances. But ultimately, the Rangers had played a very good second period. They they, they get a couple of goals late in the second to cut the deficit to one from three. And then a really devastating uh, penalty that starts the third. Let's get into it and discuss this game. Now, the Maple Leafs lost last night to the Islanders in overtime. And if that sounds familiar, it should, because that was the same setup with the Kings where the Kings had lost in overtime the night before the Rangers played them. But the difference was that the Rangers were coming off of a really bad effort themselves. Again, like, the one good thing with the Rangers is that, like, when the chips are down and, like, they've been playing poorly, they will typically respond. Like, this game, the Rangers, you know, like, the pressure wasn't as on coming off of the good King game. Expect them to be raring to go versus the Ducks. Like that much will that much is probably true. But yeah, like it's getting and the the Rangers are doing a good job, and it's getting back to that attitude of hey, like doesn't matter how well you play, you got to keep going. And it's very disappointing that they were not able to follow up that uh, performance versus the Kings in net for Toronto was Martin Jones. He's basically their third string. Uh, Joseph Wall. Is injured. He was their starter. Then Ilya Samsonov who hasn't been very good. He was in that last time first Seattle. So Martin Jones is not, you know, I think this might have been his first start of the of the season in the NHL. Martin Jones at this point, like isn't a very good goalie. You know, that's just what it is. But yet he did all right tonight. So let's talk about the first period. So, like I said, Blake Wheeler, there was a late penalty on Wheeler, an offensive zone just. Not a good penalty, but what makes it worse is him and um, I think was it Gustavson? I think it might have been Gustavson. Among others, were very soft in letting Nylander get right into the zone, and then he gets it to Matthews, who scores three fifty two in. Austin Matthews scores his twentieth goal from Nylander and Gregor, and um, you know you just want to see Igor make that save. I'm not saying I mean look, Austin Matthews is like the greatest goal scorer in the league. These days, right? Um, and so, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but you're just looking for that big save. And it seems like Igor has kind of struggled out of the gates. And what in Igor's best of times, which made which made him so good, is he's able to kind of put it behind him. Like he doesn't let it get away from him. And what has happened this year when they've lost and he's lost, it has gotten away from him. And that's why the numbers—I'm not sure what they are on the season, but they're probably kind of ugly. Trisha Sterkin. Um, and that's not great. Then at 507, I would say, was probably Igor's worst goal of the night. On a faceoff loss by Goodrow, uh, the Maple Leafs take a shot from the point. It's Connor Timmins scoring his first goal of the season from Yarn Croak and Domi. The only thing I could think that might have happened there was maybe Zach Jones screened him because I saw that Igor was kind of pissed off, which, look, his body language has been bad, which isn't good. Um, but Igor seemed like not necessarily made it himself and I don't know if it was directed towards Zach Jones just guessing on a quick replay that I saw either way that's not a goal that you got you can give up it, it gives the uh, Maple Leafs 2 nothing lead then 35 seconds after Blake Wheeler scores his third goal of the season unassisted so you know trying to make up for that first goal by the Leafs Wheeler scores makes it 2-1 but then Zabanajad takes a tripping penalty at the six minute mark. And again, I just, I didn't like Mika's game tonight, uh, really. So Rangers do kill that off though. But at, no, then the Rangers get a power play at 1046. McCabe hooks Prider, but the Rangers power play was not good there. Leafs have a good penalty kill. Rangers don't score. So the score remains two to one. And then at 1520, it's Jan Krog scoring his seventh goal of the season from Tavares. And this was a Jones Schneider nightmare. Jones and Schneider pinned in their own zone. The the, the Leafs whacking away. If you want to make arguments towards Igor, the rebound control was not necessarily great, but I can't totally kill him. And Yarncrow just buries it, gives the Leafs a three to one lead. And then 21 seconds later, it's a goal by Marner, his 10th goal of the season from Matthews and Legison. And that one, again, um, letting the Leafs in too easily from the neutral zone, um, and I want to say that Gustafson didn't look good on that one either. Keep in mind, Eric Gustafson finished last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Marner—nothing uh, nothing that Igor could do on this one. Marner with the easy goal on a nice pass by Matthews, and Toronto's got a four-one lead. But the Rangers played a good second period, and it took it took a while for the results to come, but they were doing a nice job. Now at 10:27, you get roughing Miners to Crocker and Lagesson. Um, nothing comes of that goal-wise, and then at 14:56, Timmins hooks Trocheck, so Trocek continues to draw penalties, and on that power play, they do score. Zabanajad in his patented spot scores the power play goal. as the eighth goal of the season from Panarin and Fox, so it was actually a, a primary assist for Panarin. Um, that makes it four-two, and again, they had been playing well up until that point, like defensively structured better. And, and the results come. And then at 1826 they cut the lead to one. It's another goal for Blake Wheeler. So Wheeler, his fourth goal of the season, second of the night from Zabanajad and Truba. So Rangers are feeling good going to the third. Like they took the game over. But in the third period, you get a bad turnover in the offensive zone by Zabanajad that leads to chaos. Just no need for it. But that's Mika's fault. Truman makes a really nice diving play to prevent a goal, but then they call a penalty on Gustafson, which was a pretty weak call. Uh, interference on Gustafson at 122, interfering with Marner by the net. I'm not even sure if Gustafson knew what was going on. And so that was not a necessarily necessary call to make. And the Maple Leafs make the Rangers pay immediately. Like seven seconds into the power play, Marner scores a second of the night. 11th of the season from Riley and Matthews on a tip-in on a point shot from Riley. So very similar situation to the second goal A Zibanejad clean face-off loss leads to a quick goal for the Leafs. Makes it 5-3. And that just put them behind the eight ball. And then at 11 um 3 gets hit by McCabe. A clean hit. Lingren had his uh, head down and he got hit hard. And Zabanajad goes after him, which is admirable, but not very smart. A, because it was a clean hit. I don't know if Mika knew that. And so, like, I, I respect his initial reaction to step up for his teammate, but it just wasn't... In that You're down by two with about 10 minutes left. Like, you can't afford to be on the uh, penalty kill, and that's what happened. So Zemanijad gets the extra two minutes. Um, the Rangers do kill that off, and that's precious time wasted. And then eventually at 17-11, Austin Matthews scores again... His 21st goal of the season from Nylander and McCabe. This was a bad turnover by Will Cooley in the offensive zone. I want to say again here that like Sin, I think, was not looking all that good defensively. It's all kind of melding together, but I think it was the case. And it makes it, maybe, I don't know, maybe it wasn't. Either way, it makes it 6-3 Toronto. And then Laviolette pulls the goalie down 3 and David Kemp uh, scores an empty net goal. He beats Gustafson to the empty net. Camp's fourth goal of the season from Brody and Marner. And you got a football score. Uh, uh, Maple Leafs win 7-3 to three against the Rangers. Again, when the Rangers lose, they give up a lot of goals. They really, really do. And that's not great. So, you know, look, as far as the standings are concerned, Rangers still have, you know, a, a nice cushion in, within their division. Uh, You know, some teams that you would have expected to do well have not. And so, you know, right now, still got a comfortable lead in the Metro. Not that I'm really focusing too much on that. the Rangers do, like I said, drop to 19-7-1. And now they will take on the Ducks, a team that is really one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League, unequivocally. Uh, They give up a lot of goals. They're not very good. Uh, And so the Rangers got to get the job done there before... Um, a really big game at Boston, and you know Boston wants some revenge after the Rangers, um, you know however long it will go. It was what was that three weeks ago or so, where the Rangers beat them in MSG. So we'll you have some interesting games, and the schedule's been been interesting like that. And hey, not to mention a week from now, Rangers get a chance to get some revenge themselves as they will go to Toronto. So that's why I think it kind of I I kind of like the idea. Of Igor versus Anaheim. Quick versus the Bruins. And then let Igor get a a chance. Because he's had success. I can think of a lot of good... You know, Igor at Toronto has... Some of his better games have been there. And and I think it'd be good to give him that opportunity to get that chance to beat them. So, the more I think about it, that would be my preference. And we'll see what they do. Um, But, anyway... Rangers really need to be better. Let's hope Karen Miller is not out for too long because we see when he's out of the lineup, that that's a big deal. I mean, you see it when Ryan Lindgren's out, like how that makes a big difference. Of course, Fox is out for a while and the Rangers were able to actually hold it together. Um, but yeah, like when you lose any of those top four, Miller, Truba, Lindgren, Fox, like that's gonna really cause a dent. Um, it just is. And so hopefully it's, You know, hopefully he's okay. Clearly, it's something serious enough that kept him out. They were general and vague as far as what the reasons were, uh, which is fine, Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, for his sake, for Rangers' sake, like come this weekend, he'll be back, but uh, we shall see. So, uh, you know, the Igor Shostakovich struggles continue. A really, really bad start. An awful first period leads to uh, a a 7-3 loss at MSG to the Toronto Maple Leafs.